in the true Wild West, a hotel stood amidst gunfire, gangs, and gambling. Blood spilled on the steps, and spirits clung to the rooms. Are the stories of the St. James Motel true? Well, pull up a chair and join us around the haunting table. episode 15 of the haunting table podcast yes episode 15 episode 15 you might have thought we were gone you might have thought we were gone forever but we're not it felt like forever we though we came back strong we came back strong don't call it a comeback please don't call it a comeback because then that's that's inferring that we left so uh, we, we, <laughs> we had a we had a, a two-week hiatus and we apologize everybody we are so sorry we were gone for two weeks uh, it's just been yeah. a, it's been a difficult month yeah, for uh, one of us I'll, I'll jump into it just uh, briefly. So I had a dog that my first dog that I've owned in throughout this entire life passed away. Kasky, uh, definitely big yeah, boy Kasky. Rest in peace. Such a good, such a good dog. So I was struggling a little bit, you know. Yeah. And um, so, but we did. Uh, we made a tough decision to get a puppy early because Jenny is pregnant. Yes. So we didn't want to be raising a puppy and, and a, baby a baby at the same time. <laughs> Jesus same time, Christ. I would literally no. uh, kill myself. <laughs> one would keep the other one up and the other one would keep oh the other one God. up and it would uh, just be a nonstop black hole of sleeplessness. And yeah. Yeah. So he likes yeah, to scream. That. He's not crate trained yet. So he's yeah. laying at my feet sleeping. So if you hear little puppy noises, I apologize. And and he might have to get up and Anthony might have to get up and leave to take him out. So uh just keep that in mind if you hear that in the background. That's what it is. It's, it's a little puppy, Odie, Odin. So, yep. Keep I that came in up with the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Haunted Table Podcast, episode 15. If you have not already given episode 14 a listen, please go do that. It's such a good fucking episode. And where was that, Tyler? That was realistically it was in sterling but kind of rock falls it was on the border between sterling and rock falls in illinois which is our our good old hometown and it was the national building national manufacturing yes and it was a banger of an episode please go listen to that that was at that was an actual investigation so it wasn't a remote episode we actually did an investigation there and we caught some good shit so go listen to that um i would say right now comeback episode uh listen to that episode with headphones <laughs> if 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 you're not if you're listening to your car fine whatever but uh some of some of the the sound bites are so you gotta listen you gotta listen so headphones yes. are, are where it's at the evps are on point yeah in that one, some good evps are wild so. yes so uh give that a listen to and then also while you're there listening to that episode please give us a five-star review in that podcast apple podcast app the purple icon app that you find on your iphone click that Type in The Haunting Table and give us a five-star review, please. It helps us climb up the charts so that more people can listen to us and we can spread our ghost nut to everyone. And that's and What's our average score right now? So our, aver- <laughs> our average score right now is a 4.5 out of 5 because we had, Why a, is that, Jay? we had a one-star review leave a review and he said, he or she, she sorry, um, said, I saw these guys advertising on Tinder, and that was an immediate <laughs> red flag. He obviously doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> right? since we joke about our Tinder profile advertisement every single fucking episode. Uh, sound, sound but like with that, flag in his life. but with that, we were 
unfortunately removed from Tinder. <laughs> so, so please, please leave that five star and then put hashtag free the haunting table profiler. Free yeah. the, t- the profile because we haunting are table in Tinder, Tinder jail. Free haunting table Tinder. Yes, hashtag free haunting yes. table Tinder. Let's start that. Uh, yes. Yeah. So unfortunately, the, we, can, we got to a thousand. We got free, to a thousand matches. Free haunting, free haunting Tinder. Yes. yes. We we got to a yes. thousand matches though, which is pretty intense. So, uh, but yeah, and three people didn't like it. Literally, <laughs> out of the a thousand yeah. people, three people bitched about it. So, so unfortunately, that's gone. But uh, we do advertise on other things like our social media accounts, which is Instagram and Twitter, which haunting underscore table is the handle. So you can look up that, or, or you can go to our website, which is hauntingtable.com and it has everything there all the links to everything if you want to produce an episode or if you want to follow social media or even just go through and look at uh, websites or uh, episodes the website's awesome go take a look there's some cool funny bios in there too so hauntingtable.com and I think that's pretty much everything for the intro once again sorry for the hiatus but we're back we're back with a vengeance ready to go episode 15 so without further ado uh, since it's been two weeks since we've done this, I'm a little backed up. My disclaimer turds have, have been chilling and have created a big old anvil size uh, turd that I need to push out and dent your chest because I'm, I almost took him to the ER. It was yeah. bad there. Yeah. So get ready. You're going to have a dent in your chest from this anvil. I'm going to drop this uh, on you real quick. Uh, first and foremost, we are not professionals at what we do. We're just three ghost boys, ghost boying it up. We like to find ghosts. And we like to record it on our computers. So that's what we're doing right now. We're not, I'm not professional audio. Uh, we're not professional podcasters. Uh, I'm, I'm a professional idiot. Tyler's a professional troll. And then, of course, we have Anthony, who's a cop. So good, good for you. I mean, but yes, actually, he good is for professional you. all yes. the time. Yes, he is a professional all the time. Yeah. Uh, so we are not professionals. Keep that in mind. Take everything we do with a grain of salt. We're not professional ghost hunters, ghost busters, or ghost nutters. And then Anthony, how, where's your, how's your disclaimer turd? It's also backed up. Uh, <laughs> we had one of those moments where we were sitting on two toilets next to each other. For some reason, the, the wall dividing them was taken down, so we were holding hands. Making and, veiny uh, forehead eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat rolling down like, like, bro. It's that kid's meme yeah. that's like in class, and he's just like got that fucking, his face is all red yeah. and shit. You know what we're, I'm talking about? Yeah. We're looking yeah, at each dude. other. I'm like, I'm like, nothing's coming out. And he looks at me, he's like, nothing's <laughs> coming <together>. out. <laughs> we hold hands and we squeeze. It didn't work, but now it's coming. And uh, if you want to do what we do, make sure you get permission. If you want to check those creepy haunted places out, make sure you speak to the property owner, any uh, law enforcement that, not investigate, but patrol, and let them know or ask for their permission, I guess, to investigate. Because that is trespassing if you do not get their permission and you will be arrested. Yes. And if you say, we told you to go investigate... That's a fucking lie. It's a pointless. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pointless a, a pointless fine you'll have on your uh, your 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 record. So just don't do that. We we yes. have it on recording yes. that we said no. <laughs> that will not hold up in court. Yes. Yes. Get yes. permission. Yes. If you like what we do and want to do what we do, get permission. And then Tyler, how are you doing over there with that disclaimer turd? Oh, I'm not doing too bad. I kind of walked into the bathroom after you guys had your moment. And <laughs> Jesus, just, let's keep this going. Yeah. 
<laughs> sat on my lap. I, I was about to say, I, I sat on uh, Anthony's lap, in turned around, legs. looked him in the eyes, and said, we got this, bro. I'm like, why don't you just I do an upper deck? And he's like, no. <laughs> and I need you to open your legs a little bit more. Hang on, let me just get on oh in here. Oh, my God. All right, anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> We always. <laughs> God damn it. damn it! That's an image that that's burning good. in my mind. That was good. I'm glad that we were on the same thought because I was gonna, I was gonna say that, but you beat me to it. So, <laughs> we are obviously, obviously, just three immature fucking dudes yeah. who are making terrible jokes. If you couldn't tell from the last, you know, 30 seconds of this podcast, <laughs> and obviously we razz each other and all that, but we make sure that we are respectful to any people that are involved in the stories that we tell to their families, to victims. All of that. Yes. We make sure that we do not make fun of them or denigrate. And same goes for the building as well. If we are in an actual location, we make sure we're respectful to the building and the owners. So if you want to do this as well, make sure you do the same. Make sure you are respectful also. Don't be a douche. Yes. Thanks. Don't be a douche. Well we- put it. We well we joke. Well put. Just yeah. Just keep in mind. <laughs> well put it. <laughs> well put it. Well put. No it one in. was gonna comment on that until you kept saying it three times in a row. No, he knows he would have. Well put I it. I was in. about to get roasted. I was. He gonna was, leave he's it, gonna, like, was gonna, gonna beat them to alone. the roast. I'm not gonna let them roast me. I'll roast me. Yeah. <laughs> roast <laughs> me, ghost do. daddy. Roast me, ghost daddy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just moving. If, if you couldn't tell, we joke. So some of these stories can be morbid, uh, but we do our best to be respectful, like like Tyler said. But without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Tyler, where are we today, buddy? We are in Cimarron, New Mexico. I realized that I spelled it wrong in my notes, but that's okay. Um, hey, it happens. So yeah. But uh, Cimarron, it is a village in Colfax County, New Mexico, which is in the United States, by the way. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thanks. So, no one asked. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, we do have some <laughs> listeners from Ireland. So, yeah. no, bro. Yeah. There's, there's, two du- or there's one dude that's in uh, France that listens to us and like, yeah, like two or three people in Ireland and two people in China. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you. There's, there's a couple <laughs> random countries that listen to us. And hey, we appreciate you. The fact that you can Yo. speak our language and enjoy what we're saying is insane yep. to me. Hey, First of all, speaking the language, that is awesome. But then in enjoying us saying that language, that's even more of an amazing feat to me. And if you could spread the word over there, let's fucking go. Let's do yeah, it. Yes. To... If we blow up, we will visit your countries and we will check haunted places out there. Hell yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. That would be awesome. That's a dream. That's a dream right there. Yeah. True. Yep. So, Cimarron, it sits on the eastern slopes of the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Currently, it's... Well, I guess not currently. I don't have the most recent census, but as of 2010, it had about a thousand people. So... Uh, Small that town. is, yeah, which <laughs> oddly enough, it's the fourth most populous, uh, city in Colfax County. So I guess this place isn't very, oh, not a big, big county. I mean, it is New Mexico. Yeah. So there's probably, there's not a lot of stuff there. So right. yeah, the, another, so random sort of fun fact about the, I guess the village of Colfax it is a pioneer of the four-day school week, which is Monday to Thursday. It put this in 
put this out in the 1970s. So, yeah. That would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, that would be great. I, I'm also a big fan of the, uh, you know, four or five day work week. So I have weekends. Yeah. Stuff, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I currently work yeah. only three days you a guys, week. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, that, bro, you know what? That's, it's not, that's it's not a flex. It's not a good. flex. <laughs> trust me, it's not a flex. I can feel your bicep <laughs> flexing right now. <laughs> trust me, it's the opposite of a flex. Jay, Jay is like, Jay's over here flexing, but he's like, he weighs like 120 pounds. So it's just like that really skinny dude trying to flex that he has like no muscles. It's like SpongeBob where he's just got the little like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, little yeah. like lump in him. What he's he just trying to flex and shit. Do you remember that? Flex, Do you remember though, that SpongeBob sorry. episode where he had like the inflatable arms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yep. puts he puts yep. he has his regular arms and he's like trying to act tough and he puts the drink on his <laughs> arm and then he can't move his arm because the drinks hold it down. <laughs> ah, dude, SpongeBob. Yeah, hours of comedy, that man. Was, anyway, moving uh, on. <laughs> Off on yeah. a tangent there. Yes. So, a little bit of history about this place. To avoid the harsh harsh conditions, the lack of water, and attacks from the Native Americans along the Cimarron Cutoff wagon traffic. Used the original mountain route during the 1840s. Soon after, the mountain route over Rattan Pass became more popular with traders, immigrants, uh, gold seekers, government supply trains, and the like. Despite the general consensus, the cutoff of the Santa Fe Trail does not go through the village. Fast forward a little bit to 1842. Lucian B. Maxwell, who was a fur trapper, came to Bobian, Bo- Bobine. It is B A B E A U B I E N. I'm assuming B-I-E-N? it's Bobine. So Bo is B-I-E-N. correct. Bine. Bobian. I mean that's as close that's as close as I could think. You yep, got no you got idea. the bow correctly. I trust you. That's def- <laughs> that is definitely French. That is the the bow is the harder part for yeah. sure. It's not. That's actually the really easy part, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to say Bobian. <laughs> yeah, Miranda sure. Ranch in uh, northern New Mexico. He eventually married Luz Bobian, who was one of the owner's six daughters, which he inherited the ranch soon after and built a huge mansion there in 1858, which became the town, the future town site. I guess that was kind of like in the middle of it or something. So. He also built the Aztec Mill, which was in 1864. It is preserved as the Old Mill Museum, which is operated by the Historical Society. They have like Native American tools, weapons, pottery, all this stuff in that in that Old Mill Museum. So, Cimarron was officially charted in 1859 and was named for the Spanish word used to describe a Mustang, which meant wild or unbroken. It was the county seat in 1872, which was, so th- this is where, this is where, uh, what I was talking about, uh, so prior you're, you're to starting to slow recording. down a little bit there. I was like, am I? <laughs> yeah, no, no. So, uh, we were talking about this a little bit before, uh, we started recording this episode, but it was, re- uh, it, it re- Cimarron replaced Elizabethtown and then it got replaced by Springer soon after. So like it was only in here for the county seat for a very short amount of time. Ah, gotcha. So, but it was during that time that Lucian Maxwell, due to uh, rising tensions of the area, he sold a land grant to a group of investors with the result 
with the result of the Colfax County War, which uh, I guess more than 200 people were uh, killed. So that was that was neat. That war was uh, 1870. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's neat. We don't denigrate. We're respectful. Oh, there's 200 people? Yeah. Neat. 200 people died? Fucking neat. Lit, dude. <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, well, like we said, we're not time. professionals, and we're just trolls. So. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. to those people, though. R.I.P. Yeah. to the Colfax County War <laughs> R.I.P. to those people. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. So... That war was between 1873 and 1888, and it was between settlers and the new owners of the Maxwell Land Grant. It started uh, because they tried to remove the local settlers from the land that they had just bought from this grant. So that was why this shitty war happened. This was terrible. It, was war. the settlers like Native American, or was it just? other settlers that already came from the east and lived there i'm gonna be honest i think it was just the settlers of the area but i'm not sure okay i i, I you'd have to yeah um, oh, that's fine. we're do gonna we're gonna pull yeah so we're gonna pull do your research on on that shit because I, I i don't exactly know so anyway no problem. Yeah, that's yeah. fine yeah no problem oh well so but uh, in 1905, the St. Louis Rocky Mountain and Pacific Railway Company laid tracks from Rotan to Ute Park with the intent to haul coal between Rotan and Cimarron. There was a lot of passengers that used this on just daily, this train service daily. So there was ranchers who used it for moving animals and crops and all that stuff. During World War II, the tracks were removed. With the steel actually being recycled to help with the war effort, so I mean, I think that was kind of a general thing that happened all the yeah, time. Yeah, part for the course was to yeah was back then doing stuff like that. Did that. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but backing up a little bit, soon after the tracks were laid through the town, they uh, also had more of those that were twenty-two miles ahead or uh, 22 miles up the uh, local canyon that was laid by the Cimarron and Northwestern Railway Company that was used to haul tinder from the mountain, like the mountain area, because like I said it's on... Please don't, please don't say tinder, it's still a sore subject. I said tinder. Yeah. Yeah, please don't. Tinder, 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 still a sore subject, man. Well, you guys just, you guys just hear, I said tinder and you just hear tinder. Bro, and can you, you quit just, saying tinder, please? Tinder. What was it? Hashtag free, <laughs> Hashtag haunting, tinder. free the haunting Tinder. Free, free, the, free the haunting Tinder. tinder. Free the haunting yeah. Tinder. They 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 hauled trees. Happy? Instead Thank you, dude. Me Thank saying you. Tinder. My kind of guy is hauling wood. Hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. Hell I wish yeah. I was. Wait, no, I don't want it. Wait, no, I don't want to be hauling wood. I want to be the one hauling wood. Yeah. What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded, it sounded, it moving sounded on. better <laughs> in my head, and it just, I said it, and I just said the same thing twice. So it's late, people. Give us a break. Gosh. Yeah. Oh well, Anthony's been up uh, too long, and uh, because of his new puppy, I don't get sleep anyway. Because reasons. 
you are and let's let's yeah. go this is dragging <laughs> no <laughs> this is hella nope. dragging. nope nope we're dragging it. i don't care so currently to this day simran continues to thrive in part due to its proximity to the philmont scout ranch which is a ranch located in obviously colfax county it covers 140,000 acres of wilderness and it was donated by an oil an oil baron named Wade Phillips. The ranch is now owned and operated by the Boy Scouts of America, I guess. So that's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. I know, right? Good for good for the fucking Boy Scouts. You guys have a ranch in New Mexico. That's great. Good job. Good shit. Real come up. Real come up, dude. That's a glow up. That's yeah. a glow up right there. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback Thursday to when we didn't have a ranch. And uh, now we have a ranch. So fuck yeah, Boy Scouts. Let's <laughs> That's go. a fucking glow up, Boy Scouts. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that is um, there. There's a few like. Big uh, kind of touristy attractions, which would be that ranch. There's the Old Mill Museum. There's the historic district, the hotel we're going to talk about here as well. And then uh, the Cimarron Canyon State Park. It's apparently a nice little place to nice little place to live. Not very many people there, but uh, yeah, small nice little, little area. cozy town. Exactly. So little cozy boy that town. is Cimarron, Cimarron, New Mexico. Yeah, folks. Cimarron, New Mexico. Thank you, Tyler. We appreciate you. We appreciate all you do for your research. Good. You better appreciate it. All right. Now we got a story to tell. Now that we know where we are virtually, what are we in virtually? We are in the St. James Hotel. So let's give a little background on that. The St. James Hotel in Cimarron, New Mexico was built in 1872. Uh, Let me move my notes over here so I can see it better. There we go. Hey, what's up? 1872 by Henry Lambert, later changed to Henry with a Y. It was spelled Henry with an I at the end, like some weirdo. And then he changed yeah, it to an actual, to, to a real to. person name. Wait, Henry, Henry with an I? H-E-N-R-I. Yeah. So Henry that's so Lambert. Cool. That's, that's very hipster of him. <laughs> that's very, I like it. You should see his handlebar mustache. So it goes from his sideburns <laughs> up over his lip. There's no chin. <laughs> so the chin's, the chin's. <laughs> oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. Dude, this guy's my hero. I know, right? I'm like, pretty dope, right dude. Now. It's pretty I'm, dope. Dude. <laughs> Loki, I have a third it's of a chub. Dope. But yeah, uh, so it was built by Henry and it was originally called Lambert's Inn. Uh, its saloon, restaurant, and 43 rooms were witness to at least 26 murders during uh, its wilder days. Well, uh, I guess you did say saloon. So yeah, I was yeah. Like, my first thought was, holy shit, 26 murders? Like, oh, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. It's yeah, the wild, wild I, west. Like I started this off with the, the uh, teaser wild. in the beginning, you know, in the re- in the true wild west. <laughs> you know, New Mexico, like actual true wild west that's, times. That's, it's that's, seen that's some fair, shit. Yeah. yeah, they've seen yep. some shit. Yep. Uh, but uh, Clay Allison, Black Jack Ketchum, Jesse James, and Buffalo Bill <laughs> Cody have all left their mark on the St. James uh hotel so that, so that ash that's like yeah. ash ketchum's great, like great, super great 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 yeah. grandfather <laughs> yeah right but i mean jesse james and buffalo bill uh cody that's cool 
not the uh, not the Buffalo Bill from like Silence of the Lambs Buffalo no, Bill. No, no. <laughs> Damn it, I was the, excited. I'd fuck me. Not that guy. Yeah, not no. that guy that not tucks that. his dick in between his legs like <laughs> all of us have done, obviously. We've all done that. Dude. Right? That's that's goals. That's goals though. Can you imagine having that handlebar mustache? That's uh Oh, I thought you were talking that, about dick tucking your dick in between your legs. <laughs> no, I'm, like, get, I'm getting to that. Fuck? I mean, can you, you imagine it, good for you? We're not judging no, anybody so here. You but. yeah, you got that handlebar mustache, you're tucking your dick between your legs, like that's goals. I'd fuck me. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. With that handlebar mustache? Hell yeah. Damn right. Fucking I'd ride those handlebars, know what I'm saying? Anyway. Uh, they were they were all uh, all those names all those big boy names left their mark on the St. James uh, as attested by numerous bullet holes in the ceiling of the main dining room because apparently they don't know how to shoot they just shoot straight up I guess what the fuck <laughs> no that's that's them that's them walking in and be like just like yeah. give me a bear <laughs> that's that Yosemite Sam from yeah. Bugs Bunny yeah no shit <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, before Henry made his way to New Mexico, he was the personal chef to President Abraham Lincoln upon the recommendation of Ulysses S. Grant. So this guy was a big, big, uh, big deal. He continued. Awesome. He continued to hold the p- position until the president was assassinated in 65, 1865. Before long, Henry made his way west in search of gold, finally setting in Elizabethtown, New Mexico. He opened a saloon and a restaurant. Instead of finding gold, which some could say is gold in of itself. Uh, I added that part. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Yo, that was good, bro. That was so Thanks, fucking man. good, my it guy. Felt, it felt good. It felt good. I know. Uh, Sounded good, too. At this time, Elizabethtown, uh, Cimarron, and much of the surrounding was owned by Lucian B. Maxwell. The Maxwell Land Grant was the largest land grant ever made in the United States. Uh, when Maxwell sold the grant in 1870, the new land grant company men discovered that the French chef, Henry Lambert, was working in Elizabethtown and enticed him to come to Simran. The Lambert Inn, as it was called at the time, started business in 1872. Uh, everything's going to be 1800s, so I'm just going to say the last two because I hate saying 1872, whatever. Anyway, built during a time when law and order were non-existent. The saloon quickly gained a <laughs> reputation as a place of violence, uh, where in it, where it is said that 26 men were shot and killed within its uh, adobe walls, which I'm assuming is the the style of wall. I don't know what adobe. It's the material. It's the like material. Okay. It's the mud kind gotcha, of gotcha, yeah. clay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Uh, the first question usually asked around Simran in the morning was, "Who was killed at the Lambert's Inn last night?" Uh, nice. <laughs> How would you what like a, to go from cooking yo. for Abraham Lincoln to, I wonder who's going to die in my bar tonight? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what a shitty thing to say in the morning. Yeah, right? He, so gets his, he, gets his, he gets his coffee all made and shit, and he's like, man, I wonder who's going to fucking <laughs> die today. I guess sweeping the blood. And yeah, right? He walks out into his fucking porch, and he's like, wonder who's going to die today. Yeah, hmm. that was the. Uh, I guess it. that was the question around town. All everybody was always asking. And another favorite expression following a killing was: "It appears Lambert had himself another man for breakfast." Ew, that sounds <laughs> fucking gross. Uh, Speaking of Buffalo Bill, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! So you know, nowadays oh, wow. that has a whole different meaning. Back then, it's like okay, yeah, yeah whatever. But nowadays, it's like, dude, okay. I mean, whatever he's into, I guess hey, he gets around. Bro. <laughs> whatever, whatever he's into, my brother. <laughs> 
the saloon was wildly popular with cowboys, traders, miners, and the travelers of the Santa Fe Trail. The saloon did so well that Henry added guest rooms in 1880, and the hotel was soon considered to be one of the most elegant hotels west of the Mississippi River. Come here, find our lavish, uh, elegant furniture and walls and paintings, and also Timmy's brain Don't matter. Die. You can, Don't die. You, on the I table hope they here, never fix the bullet holes. <laughs> I was they, once they the cook haven't. for Abraham Lincoln, like the, and now I'm, I own a hotel where brain matter is in the ceiling. It's actually like, it's it's the uh, soup of the day. Soup of the day. What's soup of the day? Brain matter. Okay. <laughs> looks okay. like Lambert had himself another man for breakfast. Check, <laughs> check, check, please. <laughs> check, 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 Do you even ask You just fucking leave when they say the soup is brain matter. <laughs> yeah, like, you either order the soup or you get shot. What do you want to do? I'll take that check. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get out. I'll close my tab. I'm uh, out. Anyway, many well, pe- well-known people stayed there over the years. Uh, Wyatt Erp, Erp, uh, I don't know who that is. His Erp. brother. It's Tombstone. It's the, Tombstone, the, the, yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, his, his, his brother yes. Morgan and their wives <clears throat> spent three nights at the St. James uh, on their way to Tombstone, Arizona. Jesse James stayed there several times, always in room uh, in room number 14, signing the registry with his alias R.H. Howard, Jesse James' nemesis and would-be killer. Bob Ford also stayed there. So, Jesus Christ, everybody fucking stayed there. So, Jesse James stayed there, and then his would-be killer, Bob Ford, stayed there. Fuck. Um, Buffalo Bill Cody, was uh, who was a, a goat ranch manager from Lucian Maxwell for a short time, met Annie Oakley at the hotel and began to plan and rehearse their Wild West show. Yep. When Henry's son's... Uh, son's f- Henry's son, Fred, was born. Buffalo Bill nicknamed him Cyclone Dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what I need to start calling that when I wake up in the morning and start doing the helicopter. Cyclone Dick. What? Buffalo Bill nicknamed him him Cyclone Dick because he was born during a blustery snowstorm and he was soon asked (laughs) to be Fred's godfather. Wait, what's, what was his first name? Was it Robert? Who's the Cyclone Dicks? What's his? Oh, first Fred. Name? <laughs> Fred. Where did oh, uh, yeah, Dick exactly. That, um, what? Then. Excuse exactly, me. Exactly. I don't know. I, um, that's, that's that's what's funny about it, Buffalo Bill. You fucking I, weirdo. I'm so conf- <laughs> I'm so fucking confused by the lingo, but I guess you know now nowadays we say fucking. Well, he was he was born in a cyclone, shit, so. a blustery sands uh, snowstorm cyclone, and then they just added Dick to it. So I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. But no. then Buffalo Bill but was hey. was then asked to be Fred's godfather. So good for him. Yeah. Good job, Buffalo Bill. As Fucking. as Fred, aka Cyclone Dick, grew older, <laughs> Buffalo Bill would be one of the first to give him instructions in the use of guns. Fred Lambert, aka Cyclone Dick, would spend his entire life <laughs> upholding the law as a Fred sheriff. Lambert actually sounds like Fred Lambert. Actually, that name does sound familiar. Yeah. Not Cyclone Dick? No, no. Okay. Well, I wouldn't want to be called Cyclone Dick either. Moving forward, (laughs) uh, he's referenced more here. Moving forward, I'm calling him Cyclone Dick. So, Uh, anyway, Cyclone Dick would spend (laughs) his entire life upholding the law as the uh, Cimarron Sheriff. So, there was no law, and then Cyclone Dick came along, and he's like, I'm swinging the Cyclone Dick of the law in Cimarron 
New Mexico you now. You have to cyclone dick on the table when he comes into the saloon. <laughs> it's just fucking... Is there any, you just there hear any it. outlaws or bandits in here? <laughs> you just hear it. <laughs> cyclone dick on the table. <laughs> I just literally think he's just walking around with no pants, just like helicoptering yeah, yeah, yeah. his penis around. Yeah. He's, got, you know around. How, he's, got, like, he's got one. You know how like, they got those bully sticks in uh, like England? He's spinning, how he's spinning around. He's like yeah. spinning his dick instead of like he's a bully stick. <laughs> Oh my god! Got, got one one hand on his fucking gun and his holster ready to go. The other one's just spinning his dick, his dick, dude. Ayo, oh, psycho! When psycho dick walks in, all the all the all the bad boys get quiet. Uh, a member of the tribal police, and uh, so he, he was a sheriff, a member of the tribal police, and a uh, territorial marshal. When Buffalo Bill and Annie Oakley left Cimarron to take their show on the road, they took an entire village of Indians, Native Americans, from the Cimarron area with them. So, I mean, I don't know if that that, that might be a good thing, I'm assuming. Uh, it gives them something to do. Yeah, here, here, we, we've stolen all your land. You want to come watch us do a really mediocre show for the time being? It gets better. I think but. they were actually part of the show because I know a really famous uh, Native American was with that show. I'll, yeah. I'll try to find the name. Okay. Uh, you do that. Uh, other notables who have stayed <laughs> at uh, the historic inn include Bat Masterson, train robber, Black Jack Tom Ketchum, General Sher- Sheridan, Sh- General Sh- Sher- Sher- Sheridan, Sher- Doc Holliday, Billy the Kid, Clay Allison, Pat Garrett, artist Frederick Remington, Governor Lou Wallace, and writer Zane Gray. Jesus fuck. I kind of want to go to this hotel. There's a lot of that cool sounds, names there. That sound, sounds fucking cool. Uh, Especially the ho- Cyclone Dick. Yeah, Cyclone Dick. The hotel was later named the St. James at, at, and continues to cater to the travels today. Uh, the whole time it, before this point, it was the Lambert Inn. And then this is when it got uh, turned to the St. James. When the railroads came through, the Santa Fe Trail died. And soon after, the gold in the area began to play out. Simran's population began to dwindle, and the elegant St. James Hotel fell into disrepair. When Henry Lambert's son, sorry, Clone Dick, and Jean <laughs> replaced the roof of the Lambert Inn in 1901, they found more than 400 bullet holes in the ceiling above the bar. A double layer of heavy wood prevented anyone from sleeping upstairs, like anybody that was upstairs, from getting killed. <laughs> Dude, I was I was honestly about like I was I was thinking about that the first time when you said it. I'm like, what if there's just people chilling, sleeping upstairs? Like, just get shot. There's gonna get, get shot, shot in the back, shot in their bed. Like, bro, what the fuck? So yeah, many right. people are getting shot. We need uh, that that era's <laughs> armored floors. So much. think oh, think shit. of think of it this way: whenever you're in a hotel or a motel and your neighbors upstairs side below you are fucking loud, are and are actually fucking loudly. <laughs> or making Every music fucking time. just just can just consider yourself blessed that they're not fucking shooting guns into your room <laughs> shooting guns shooting bullets yeah they're shooting guns they're pulling the trigger and guns are flying out of their guns anyway uh, so uh I, go ahead i found the uh i found the so it was sitting bull was the the famous native american uh chief i believe that was part of it but just for 
it sounds like that the Native Americans were used in a very exploit. Well, I'd assume like they were exploited. Yeah, in like very like stereotypical kind of right. bad Native American stereotypes. Of course, time, so. of course. It's like, uh, hey, we stole all your land. Uh, we shit on where you sleep. We killed everybody you're close to. Now, would you like to pretend to uh, act to be a savages certain way? At that yeah, point? to be yeah. savage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make us look good, and then uh, you, you be the savage. If you don't, we're gonna kill you. So you know. Yeah. So fucked up but all right the yep. more you know hashtag american history uh so henry lambert died uh in 1913 his wife mary e lambert died in 1926 so 13 years later that's gotta suck living 13 years after your husband died unless you didn't like him or unless you're the one that killed him fucking that was probably the greatest 13 years of her life uh through the years the old hotel was at times uninhabited and passed from owner to owner however in 1985 the st james hotel was restored to its former luxury there's some cool pictures that uh if, if tyler makes uh, the youtube videos this will be we'll be posting these images on here and i say that because is the national up yet youtube video tyler no, you want to know what happened? Anyway, so, so moving on, right? On my, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, ang- <laughs> Wright's angry, malevolent ghost. So, uh, which right was that? Rights. Where did that come from? Anyway, uh, there's so there's a malevolent ghost. So now, now that's that's the uh, kind of like the main story of of the the hotel so some of these are, are ghost stories here we could read a couple of them and then we'll get we'll I'll, I'll hand it over to anthony uh the saint james hotel is said to remain host to several several restless spirits both the owners and the guests of the hotel will tell you that it is haunted by many unexplained events Several psychics have visited the hotel and specific specifically identified three spirits um, I don't, I guess I really don't care, uh, what they experienced. We're, we're here to tell the story. So, uh, room 18, room 18 is the hotel, uh, at the hotel is kept locked because it houses the ghost of an ill-tempered Thomas James Wright, who was killed at his door just after winning the rights to the hotel in a poker game. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Sore ass yeah. loser. Uh, yep. So who killed him then? Was that fucking Henry? You savage. The owner, owner, supposedly. So we'll get into that a little bit with my interviews. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Having been shot from behind, Wright continued on into the room and slowly bled to death. Wright's angry, malevolent ghost continues to haunt the room, and he does not like company. One former owner said uh, she was pushed down. down. Is, Is this in your interview? Do they uh, do they tell stories it, in the interview? Because if so, then I'll just I'll just skip this. No, there's uh, talk about some of the ghosts because they didn't really get into too many of the ghosts. They talked about Tom a little bit, and they talked about the woman that was pushed down the, the stairs. Okay, I'll so. leave that one. Uh, let's yep. see. Let's do this one. There are uh, no phones, radios, or televisions in the 14 rooms of the main hotel. However, the 10 room annex has all the amenities of a modern hotel. So if you stay there in one of the regular rooms, there's nothing in there. There's no phones, no radios, no TVs. You're literally just going in there to sleep. Uh, except for the 10 rooms in the annex, I guess, is modern. The old saloon, which is now used as the hotel's dining room, still holds the original antique bar, as well as 22 bullet holes in the pressed tin ceiling. That'd be pretty cool. You know what's funny is if, if that's like not even true, 
Well, I mean, it, it's probably true. It is. But like, the if bolt holes are still there. It, it'd be funny if they replaced the ceiling and they just shot the ceiling again just to say that they're, <laughs> they're original. Yeah, those are definitely bolt holes. <laughs> they're like, uh, well, aren't we? Wouldn't it be an attraction to have these holes in there? It's like, yes, it would. <laughs> just start shooting the ceiling. Uh, checking. So that's. I mean, that kind of just covers it up. Well, there's a story about a phantom phantom poker. Is that something that gets covered in your interview? No, no. Uh, though. Oh no! These are just people's testimonies. All right, that's Is there it. Anything? Ab- okay, perfect. What so, were you gonna ask? About it's like uh, one of the they called him the imp. Was there? Is there anything about the spirit called the imp? The spirit called the imp. I'm gonna go ahead and take a look here. Uh, yes, another dwarf-like old man has also been seen at the hotel, nicknamed the little imp by the hotel staff. Little uh derogatory not very pc <laughs> not, not very little person little, little person kind of mean what's up little imp dude what the fuck <laughs> no wonder he's angry I just think of game of thrones like uh, whenever i hear that yeah right uh he, that's what they're named by the hotel staff the spirit is said to be very mischievous constantly playing tricks and laughing at the staff on one occasion he was said to have stuck a knife into the floor between the owners uh between two owners of the old inn most often, however, he is blamed for objects that mysteriously disappear, uh, which is, I mean, that's that's kind of like a cop-out when it comes to that. I don't know. You just yeah, you, you really misplace something and then that. go, look, at the ghost took it. Oh, little imp. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> little imp, why are, you, why are you taking this? That's mine. Uh, but that's about it. So, okay. all well, that kind of wraps up. Uh, that wraps up the, the St. James Hotel. So now I'm going to move it over to Anthony, who I still have, I apologize, have yet to make a soundbite for. Anthony, it's your go. Anthony's interviews. <laughs> Anthony's That's me. interviews. <laughs> That's me. That, all right, cool. You know what? That's what it's going to be. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I, sp- uh, so I spoke with the, uh, Tia, T-H-E-A, or Thea, sorry, I I just want to make sure I go both ways. I don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, and it's, I believe it's pronounced Mistas. I I apologize. I'm really bad with names. No um, worries. I'll actually go ahead and I'll play like what how she pronounces her name real quick and I'll jump into the first so key. So interview so I'm not being disrespectful. Yep. Okay. So I'm just going to give a, uh, she is the front desk manager. She's been there for cumulatively about five years because okay. she took a hiatus for a little bit. Gotcha. And I'm going to pronounce her name real quick. So, I have my recorder. Do I have your consent to record So, this, this is me getting her consent to use this. Yes. All right. And do I have nice. your consen- consent to use Sorry, I'm this, just gonna, uh, this is interview not cute for our upcoming podcast episode? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so, right, that, that's so good for that's for everybody listening. For uh, that, just yes, just to show time. you, that's just, if, if you like, if you want to start a podcast and you want to do interviews... Take this note. Always have in recorded you asking them, having them say their name, and saying yes to a, you using their audio because there are some not so nice people out there that will tell you off record they're okay with it, but then as soon as you start making money with their audio, they get mad. Yes, and Illinois is a two-party state, which means you have to agree to being recorded, and the person you're recording has to right, right, right. agree to being recorded. So correct. That's the Thea Maestas. So, uh, that is who she is. And we're going to jump to the first cue. 
which is what were some of the things that she experienced in the hotel? QQQ. Um, so let me just say everything that happens is always startling at first sight or, you know, if it catches you off guard. Um, but it's nothing, nothing ever harmful. Um, it's like a mischievous type of happening. Um, one in particular morning um, in the server station, I was making coffee for guests, and I was the only one in the building. I opened up that morning, and uh, I could hear, like, the plastic tubs clinking around in the kitchen. And I thought, my first thought is the dishwasher was mad because, you know, they left him a, a tub full of dishes. And then it oh, me. I thought she was, hang on, hang on, hang on. I thought she was, like, talking about a dishwasher, like like a machine. Yeah, <laughs> the dishwasher's mad. Jetsons, <laughs> Jetsons, just like, yeah. why are you always giving me the dishes? <laughs> I was like, yo, they they really into those inanimate objects over there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but no, it's a dish like a person that washes dishes. Right, right. I get that now <laughs> for the audience. Yeah. Okay. So I just tried to you know leave it alone. I continued doing what I was doing, and it happened again. And at that point, like I was already on edge. I threw my hands up and screamed. <laughs> you know, it's little things like that. Um, I've had doors to the main hallway uh, open, open on their own. We have one that latches into the wall and the other one kind of just uh, sits up against it when it's closed. So it's not latched or anything, but um, it does take force to open that door. Um, and just noises. Um, I've heard... I've heard talking in the saloon. I've heard footsteps in the saloon, in the hallways. Um, we have ropes that um, sit across the doorways of every room because it is a historic building and we do rent the rooms. Um, we like people to be able to view them. So we leave them open with the rope across. And there's times with, you know, I always think of an explanation. Is there a breeze? Is there something? Um, I've stopped the ropes from swinging at times and let go, and they just start up on their own again. So, um, you know, just just fun things. To me, it's fun, you know. Um, but in the summer times, we tend to get so busy that um, if there's any activity, if it doesn't shy down, then it's kind of out of sight, out of mind type of deal. You don't notice it. So it's not like in-your-face hauntings. She referenced uh, a door that she said had a little bit of weight to it that takes a little bit of force to open, that it would open on its own. You get those. If people don't understand, I'm going to try to paint a picture. So when you go into a museum, right, they have rooms that you can go into, and they have rooms that usually they block off. And they usually have like a velvet rope that with usually between two like gold pillars yeah. that block off that room that way right, you right. can't go in there. That's swinging. And it swings multiple occasions, and she she's like, is it a breeze? She doesn't feel a breeze. She stops it with her hand and then lets go, and it starts back up again. So huh. it could be an earthquake. It could be something. We <laughs> yeah. don't, you know. You never it, know. Yeah, you don't know. But th- these are just her experiences. Right. And I'm not here to say it is or isn't paranormal because she believes it is, and I have to respect that. And, you <laughs> right. Know. Fair enough. And uh, I, I hate myself for I, one thing I hate about myself uh, one thing. I mean, there's a list, but you know. So I'm listening to her saying um, and I'm like, man, she says um a lot, and I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure I just got done saying um a ton. So, fucking, we're not professionals. We're not professionals. And, if we say um a lot, 
let us know. Yeah, <laughs> if we're saying a word a if lot and it's annoying, uh, let me know because I want to know. Same, same with I think goes for the rest of us. I think I speak for all of us. If if you hear us saying words too much that are just getting irritating to you, you're listening to us and we're trying to make something. We're trying to make something that you enjoy listening to. So let us know. Yes, but uh, we're gonna reference uh, the you are not annoying, and we appreciate everything. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this interview, <laughs> and thank you so so no, much for talking. Right, right, right. So, no, because uh, that's what I'm saying. I I say um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said um a ton. I'm just that's just one thing that's in my mind for some reason. I was like, yeah, this person, this person said um. It's like I just got done saying um. So hypocrite. Yes, we are hypocritical sometimes. But on that note, let's jump into cue number two, which is yep. she also has guest accounts and she kind of talks about it in this next cue. So cue, cue, cue. Um, there's a few rooms that tend to be more active than others. Um, but most of the time, it's people filling some type of brush up against them or, or things being moved. Um, we had one guest in our master suite, the White Phillips room. Um, they had subway to go cups. And they threw them away, came down for dinner, and when they went back up to their room, the couple was sitting on their bed. Whoa. And so they, they thought that was fun. Um, we have tons of pictures. You know, people will always send us their accounts of um, what they feel might have been a paranormal experience or something of the sort. Um, we get photos. And there's some of them that I see that I, I can see some pretty sketchy or questionable stuff, you know. So uh, one of the big things from that was uh, some of the guests threw some subway cups away, right? And went down and left. I think they threw it downstairs. Yeah. And they went down and left. And then they go back upstairs to go into the room and the subway cups are sitting on their bed. So. No, thank you. I've never. Yeah. I've never stayed there. I don't know if, you know, the hotel itself plays jokes on some of their people. But that would creep me the hell out. Like that, I'd be like, nope. Uh, check, please. It's like it's just I'll, the staff. I'll They're check like, out. you threw it in the wrong trash can. Yeah, this is recycling only. <laughs> We're very earth friendly here. It's like somehow we knew which room this came from. We just took a yeah. guess. It was a gamble. Out of fourteen rooms, we we got one. A hundred percent. But the next one, she talks about who haunts the hotel in Q number three. Q Q Q Q Q Q. For one. Um, who was a cowboy miner from a nearby mining town just through the Cimarron Canyon State Park. Um, he used to frequent the hotel to the avid gaming. They did a lot of gambling and stuff here. They had two private uh, gaming rooms behind the original bar setting. Uh, they had a poker room upstairs or a private gaming room. We call it the poker room now. Uh, but the story behind TJ is that uh, the, night of, the night of his death, he did die here. Um, he won a poker game up against the owner and founder of the hotel, whose name was Henry Lambert. Um, and in that game, Mr. Lambert put up the deed to the property and lost to TJ. <clears throat> well, the original saloon rules state that, which we have on file, and we hand them out to customers. It's pretty cool. Um, but one of them is, you know, all cheaters will be shot. And so you can see how simple it was for the owner of what they called to be the most elegant place on this side of the territory at the time or on this side of the Santa Fe Trail. Um, you know, he could have done it himself or had anybody do it and simply got away with it. There was tons of uh, gunfights and, you know, you picture the Wild West saloon shooting holes in the ceiling, you know, type things, people drawing their guns outside of the front door. That's what this was. 
So she just states the uh, the person winning the rights to the hotel and then getting killed by the owner of the hotel because he, you know, in the hotel they have rules like you can't do this, this, and this. And one of those is if you're caught cheating, you'll be shot. And that's a very easy way to get your hotel yeah. back if you lose it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, damn, Henry, you fucking savage. Savage. <laughs> who, knew, who knew fucking Cyclone Dick was coming out of them loins, bud? Jesus. Damn. But yeah, uh, so. that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty intense. Agreed. In cue number four, we have some spirits who she believes are there and who are haunting... It's kind of a continued of cue number three. Um, a little bit. You know, there's also Mary Lambert, who I think she's more of a sentimental um, spirit who we believe is here. Um, she was the wife of Mr. Henry Lambert, and she was the woman of the home. They did raise their children here in the St. James Hotel after he um, added the hotel part onto the saloon. <laughs> and um, she did die here, and she is she's I've had experiences myself in her room. Um, a lot of guests have, and um, so that's, you know, she's pretty, not just a fun paranormal type, but she's, I think, more of one of the sentimental um, beings, if you will, permanent guests. <laughs> um, so she's she's a fun one, too. So uh, make sure we remind, remind ourselves this when I play through my other interview, because the owner's wife is allegedly there. She occupies a room yeah. that she died in, that she lived in. And just uh, for you listeners, put a mental cue in your mind because that's going to come up in a okay. later interview by okay. our actual paranormal group that we invest- okay. that we spoke to that investigated it. Yeah. Cue number is, uh, five is... She- hang on. Oh, sorry. Is, is Tyler... Tyler, are you still there, bud? Hello? Did we lose Tyler? I had to go check on the baby. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> All right, cool. So, well, yeah, well, welcome back. <laughs> welcome <Yep>. back. <laughs> this is what we happens when we do remote episodes. I, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Okay. So, background story <laughs> yeah. on that is we were supposed to start recording this episode at like nine. It's it's midnight and a half right now. We were supposed to start recording this episode at like uh, seven thirty, and then we don't hear anything from Tyler until nine o'clock. He's like, "Sorry, guys, fell asleep." Dude, bro, yeah, I totally passed out in sleep or passed passed out to the sleep, <laughs> passed out on my couch <laughs> asleep with my fucking daughter. <laughs> like, yep, yep, fair for for like a good like hour, and uh, I was like, well. Oh well, the my bad. Val- I it, was, it was a good Valentine's my, date. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. So. Uh, no, I. She kind of was like, I like kept hearing her, and I had to go like put her back down. So I've kind of been on and off no, for okay. the last few minutes. But yeah, my bad. Yeah, podcasts no, are good, important, good, but good. being a father is more important. So we understand. Well, that's um, the, one of the reasons. One of the main reasons we do these uh, these remote episodes too is because you know some of us got kids. By some of us, I mean only Tyler. But uh, you know. <laughs> if we were getting paid for now, if we were actually making decent money doing this, uh, then we'd be able to do it as a job. But unfortunately, that's not the case currently. So we have to work. And uh, that's what these remote not episodes yet. help us do. Not yet. We hope you guys enjoy these boys. remote episodes, though. We really hope uh, we have fun yeah. doing them. We have we, we, we enjoy looking up and it, it's it's nice being able to sit here too. And do these episodes, just being able to read through things and and have things pulled up on my personal PC instead of sitting on a table with a a laptop, which could be hard. But, of course, there's nothing like sitting around the haunting table, man. That's the energy. You'll tell. You can listen to these episodes and and hear that we're kind of, you know, we're having fun, but it's nothing like listening. Go listen to episode 14. You'll, you'll, You'll be able to tell the different type of energy we bring. 
Yep. But now nonetheless, we still enjoy them. Yeah, these, yeah, 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 please. <laughs> Regardless, we enjoy these and we hope you enjoy them too. Yep. The next yeah. cue, that we appreciate everyone. Uh, the next cue that we have, it talks about the forbidden room, that locked room that you talked about. Uh, was it, what was his last name? Wright? TJ Wright? Uh, yes, yes, that was. Yes. Let me, let me go ahead and keep talking. I'm going to look up for that. So his, uh, his room because he said it is the most aggressive ghost apparently and so they keep it yeah. locked and this is her talking about some of the i believe housekeepers that kind of went into the room to clean it and their story um she told them you guys don't don't clean his room just leave it alone we're not supposed to touch it and they said well we're just going to go and dust the mantle because he's got a lot of offerings um cigars shots cigarettes money letters you name it um they they set them on like a valance above the door and every once in a while the maintenance guy will take them down and take them in once once that frame of the window gets full of offerings. Um, so she's told them not to do it and they went in and they did it and they heard a big, like somebody had kicked the wall um, and they thought, okay, well maybe it's not a good idea and they thought that the other housekeeper was messing with them. Well, she was on the other side of the hallway, you know, around a corner and down the hall. And so they went to her and she said, you guys have been here the whole time. And they went back and they continued cleaning and it happened again. So they shut the room up and they left. <laughs> Where's my cigars? Uh, damn it. Get out of my room. <laughs> Where are my, but, where's my liquor? Yeah. He's getting fucked up. He's smoking <laughs> cigars. He's living his best life. He's living his best life, dude. <laughs> and he's not getting lung cancer because he's dead. Yeah, so he's dude, just smoking he and drinking. The hell he Sm- wants, smoking and drinking. <laughs> the final cue that I have is her giving this shout out for the St. James Hotel, just because you know when they try to give us interviews on their own time, um, we try to help them. Out. Right, so right, it's right, just right. A, a very small kind of uh, scratch yeah. my back, scratch your back type thing. Oh, perfect. Exactly. Um, so the website is going to be ex like express abbreviation. ST, like the Saint abbreviation, james.com. Okay. So I am uh, going to, she's got something else too, but I'm going to, it's going to be E. Edward, XX Ray, S. Sam, T. Tom, J. James, J. John, sorry, A. Adam, M. Mary, E. Edward, S. Sam. Okay, that, that made it a lot worse. That made it a lot harder to follow. <laughs> it's phonetic alphabet. For, it's police phonetic alphabet. So EX. For all my local law enforcement people or our other law enforcement yeah. people, you know what's up. I, you know what's up. You know, you know I'm going to be completely honest right there. You were saying that, and I, and my mouth actually started to like fall open because I was like, what is he saying? Like, <laughs> phonetic I alphabet. I was so confused because yeah. I didn't yeah. know what the fuck was happening. I'm like, who's Edward? So it's it's <laughs> EXSTJames.com. Yes, yes. All right, and we're going to jump back into the queue. And then, um, if you don't mind, you can, uh, they can like us on Instagram and Facebook at uh, the historic St. James Hotel and Saloon. Perfect. All right. Well, yes, like us so first much. and then go like them. Yep. Yes, yes. Show <laughs> them course. some love just yeah, like yeah, they yeah. showed us some love. Yep. But also show us a lot of love. Yeah, show us love first. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. The next interview that I have, let me flip the page real quick, hmm? is Cody. Flippy flappy. Cody Polston. I believe he was the founder, or at least was a very long-term member of the Southwest Ghost Hunters Association. And this is, I'm going to have to get all the way back to him real quick. There we go. I've now on my spot because I queued everything (laughs) up. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, his first cue talks about his team and the history of, of the building itself. Very interesting. Yeah, our team is a little different because 
it's composed of believers and skeptics. So in a way, it's like having two different teams. And a huge part of it is that. Um, without going into a lot of detail about, you know, we kind of like have a standard, certain things that we look for, and the debate is whether those things are there or not. But um, it kind of goes back and forth. Uh, what I did is, um, well, let's put it this way. SGHA still hasn't made a determination. After I left the group, I went ahead and wrote a book called New Mexico's Most Haunted Exposed. And it's all the history is in there. Uh, in fact, uh, there's been a lot of uh, gunfights at the St. James. I even went as far as to find uh, in the archives at the University of New Mexico, uh, Fred Lambert, who's Henry Lambert's son. So he's the son of the guy that built the place. He worked there as a kid. And he'd do drawings of each and every single killing that happened inside the hotel. Like, you know, stick figures. This guy was here, shot that guy over here. You know, his body fell there. You know, so I, even all of that's in the book. So it's very extensive as far as history. And uh, a lot of a big part of our investigations is exploring the media aspect of it. So what was the first newspaper article about the haunting? And what did it say? And then seeing how that changes and evolves as the story goes through time. So that that's something that they do that's super interesting. We like we've looked up uh, microfilm and newspaper articles from the, our local area about destroying theater and Dini furniture and all that stuff. Uh, check those episodes out; they were actually really good. But he he talks about how he looks at the newspaper articles and then sees what the story starts and then how it ends, because we all know that lore will start to get traction. And right. it'll become almost bigger than the story itself. Right, 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 right. The, so the he, story sounds cool, and then they want to make the story sound cooler. So then yeah, there's a, there's snowball a bad effect. Thing. Yeah, there's a there's a bad thing that we do as storytellers as a society is you get a badass story, but you want to put your own flair on it. You want to put your own. You want to make it even better, so you just kind of tweak things just right. a little bit. And so so you time, sound cooler as a storyteller. Yes. Exactly. And throughout time, it just kind of evolves almost into sometimes a story that isn't even remotely true. Like telephone, like the it's, game I'd telephone that a, you would play a, when you were younger. It's the telephone game from elementary school. Yep, exactly. exactly. Like that. Yep, where you start off with like, uh, s- scratch my back for a Snickers. And then next thing you know, the last person says, uh, I'm fucking a goat this weekend. And then you're like, oh, okay. Oh, shit, dude. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> wow. So I'm, you came from a different elementary school than I did. Um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome to Sterling Public Schools. <laughs> yeah, right. Holy and fuck. What, but also back then is, you know, what the last person says in the telephone is something you actually have to do. So everybody ended up fucking oh, a goat. It was man, a weird experience. Damn. But yeah. It was weird. You it's know, you learn. Experience. It builds character. You learn, it it builds character. You. It, that's how you learn what you like. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that kind of stuff like didn't it. happen at Franklin Elementary School. I'll tell you what. As far as you know. I don't know what happened to you people over at Jefferson and Lincoln, but Jesus. As far as you know. Cue number two. Uh, I asked if any of the murders that occurred in and around the hotel, if there were any that stood out. You know, Was there any memorable or maybe even more dark kind of? Because, yes, people dying are terrible and it stinks. But in the Wild West, people died quite frequently of disease of gunfights i wanted to know if there was anything that might make it a little bit more paranormal than the -the run-of-the-mill western shootout and this is what he had to say uh well they're all it was it was just such a crazy time so clay allison who was really well he was (laughs) was a pain in the ass um 
a guy just went around making trouble. Very, uh, he was a Confederate soldier or served in the Confederate Army. Um, he actually killed four of the Negro Buffalo soldiers, obviously just because of the color of their skin. Uh, just a phrase. That is the actual name of that unit. So right, right. Don't don't kill us in the comments. Uh, you know, that's no, no, no. <laughs> that's 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 what they were called at that point in right. time. Obviously, we understand that's not politically correct, and we apologize for that offense, anyone. But history but is history. Just stating the history. History is history. So, yep. so there's stuff like that in there. Um, oh, I'm all gonna say, and in that this person he's talking about killed four of them just for the color of his color of their skin. Obviously, he was a Confederate soldier. He was a piece of shit. Fuck him. All right, moving on. Yeah, another fuck thing that guy. That, I found that was interesting. Uh, was there was other saloons in town. And because it was the only hotel, like some guy got, might get shot across the street, they would bring him over into one of the hotel rooms. So that's kind of neat, too. So, so it's kind of like a um, field hospital at certain points. Yeah, it, it's, well, in a way. I think it's just because it was a central part of the town. Mm-hmm. But um, I think some of the more interesting history um, in terms of uh, like some of the ghost stories, for example, of Room 17 is supposed to be haunted by the ghost of Mary Lambert, one of Henry's wives. Um, he had two wives. Both were named Mary. Uh, the first one died young. She died in her... Both of them were named Mary. Dang, dude. Who'd have thought? Guys, guys got a thing for Marys, apparently. <laughs> her, uh, 30s um, from natural causes, probably disease. But then the second one actually gave birth to his, her son, Fred, in Room 17. And that's also the room she died in. And it's supposedly one that's haunted. So it's kind of neat when you can connect Okay, the haunting's there, but this had a significance for the person that was, you know, living there at the time. So he was stating that because it was the only hotel, when people get shot, I'm guessing the town wasn't big enough to have an actual hospital or anything like that. You kind of just bring them into the nearest hotel. I think Abraham Lincoln, when he was shot, was actually brought to just like, uh, I think, a hotel or a building yeah. just because they had a bed available. Right. Like that's just kind of what they did back then. Right. And, you know, it, that could cause a lot of deaths happening within the hotel itself, which, you know, where there's a lot of deaths, a lot of dark energy, it could possibly it lead to paranormal activity. Yeah. The fourth cue that I have, or sorry, the third cue that I have, uh, he talks about less factual stories about the hotel. Through his obviously intensive research, he's found <laughs> some things that he believes are a little bit misleading in some of the lore or some of the stories involving the hotel. But at the same time, we started to, some of the history, we started finding out that some of the stories um, don't seem to be credible historically. Uh, in fact, the main one about Room 18, uh, it's supposed to be haunted by a guy named T.J. Wright, who, according to the legend, won the hotel in a, in a poker game. Um, and as he was leaving the poker game, he was shot in the back, crawled into Room 18, and he died. The problem we found about it is when we started researching the figure using genealogy, trying to find out what was going on with this guy, we find him. In the sense of Sinsenrock. So, yeah, he was there. Uh, the hotel register has his name there. But we find him again in 1920. He's in Albuquerque and had just married, which means he didn't die at Cimarron in the St. James Hotel. So, yeah. a little glitch in the story with that one. Um, so, there's more, but we're going to talk about that. So, the, the, biggest, the biggest story of the hotel, he believes he, he, he has cracked it, that right. T.J. Wright was found in a census in 1920 in Albuquerque and, in fact, was still alive and not murdered in the so, Cimarron Hotel. I wonder why they sorry, came the up with St. that James story. Hotel. I wonder where that story came from then. I don't know. You know? Um, yeah. I, 
he gives a little bit of an explanation of maybe what happened in this hotel itself. But, it, it, you know, genealogy records from that late census reports, they could be wrong. So I'm not, like, saying that he's solved the unsolvable mystery or whatever. Yeah, true. But he's found some pretty factual evidence that, you know. Hard to argue well, with. I would, yeah, hard to argue yep. with. So I, I can respect that, being a law enforcement. I've right. also seen yeah. uh, ghost stories merge and adapt as ghosting has become more popular. Uh, my first investigation of the hotel was in 1990. So this was before the show, uh, the hotel went on Unsolved Mysteries. So in the beginning, the, what the, the initial story was, there was a ghost that they called the Imp. A psychic later named the ghost Woody. And there's a lot of stories going on in the late 80s, early 90s, and then it's just not told about anymore. And then we see that resurface around 2005, 2006, uh, with other ghost hunting teams coming in, saying it was one of Mary's children who died when he was three years old in a kitchen accident. So you can see where, okay, well, not quite the same thing. I mean, the imp was supposedly like a dwarf. That was, you know, they called him, also called him the top-faced man. So you can see stories changing through time, too. You know, um, some of the historical research that was also kind of cool uh, when we started looking at the first newspaper story. So that happens in 1986. And supposedly the ghost of T.J. Wright is found, and I'm not kidding, by a woman who is the witch named Oz. And so this is what the newspaper, the Albuquerque Journal, prints. Just the witch named Oz. Um, the next article, which comes out exactly a year later, Pat Laurie, who's one of the owners, claims that she was the witch that discovered the, the haunting there. So you, you start getting witnesses contradicting each other too, which kind of makes you go, okay, is this really haunted or is it a gimmick being used to bring tourists into the area? Which doesn't make any sense to me because you have all these deaths that are recorded. Just use one of those. <laughs> There's no need to make something up. But I think a lot of the T.J. Wright story doesn't make sense. Um, we knew from uh, additional historical stuff that the poker room on the second floor was never a poker room. Um, that was added in later years because it was not a usable space. They put a poker table in there. Um, we go back to when it was the Don Diego. So we're talking like 1940s. It was just another room that you would rent. But once they started making renovations to these small rooms, they take out a wall to create a larger room, a more modern sized room. Yeah. You end up with two odd spaces, the poker room and room 18. So, so obviously... You know, and who knows how far this runs or, you know, it's a story that was carried on from even before when he's discovered it in the newspapers or whatnot. We, we need to understand that people have been fascinated with the with the, the dead, with spirits for forever since, you know, really the existence of humanity, I would guess. Everyone has a question of what happens after death or whatnot. And that's kind of why I... I got into paranormal. Right. I wanted to know what happens after. Is it like a candle like that just goes out and it's gone? Uh, I'm religious. So I'm not going to get too much into it. You know, heaven or hell stuff. You get demons. You get uh, a little bit different spirits right. and that kind of stuff from different societies. But it's it's just that that intrigue is, I think, what draws so many people to this field. Yeah. And it's it's really what drawed me. And I'm guessing it's probably part of partly of what you guys are kind of interested in it, too. Yeah, that's, it's just the question of uh, is there is there anything else you know? Yeah, me, I'm I'm, sure. I'm more agnostic. I'm I'm on the agnostic side, so I, you know I I believe, of course, you know, 
everybody has their own beliefs and and what it is. I, I'm I'm more on the side, you know, when your brain goes away, everything your brain knew is gone with it. So how can there be something after? It, you know, it's it, it's that give and take of what's what I know logically now and what is unknown, which is death. No, I mean, you know, you don't know. Yeah. And it's fun to it's what, try to figure it out. Yeah. And Tyler has a, a views it a completely different way too, I I believe, correct? Uh I am I I I mean I'm not religious by any means for the most part, just as a general thing. Um not like against anyone's. I mean, you do exactly what you want. I yeah. do what I want. No like no worries there. Uh as far as like paranormal and everything, it's just kind of same as like jay like if there's anything if there's anything more yeah i guess so yeah, yeah. we all have that question and we all kind of have different views on it and i think that's what kind of makes our group interesting but oh yeah for sure it, yeah uh, even even as how we approach the paranormal in a way like is is good because we all have a little bit different viewpoints about that yeah exactly and like sorry we got a little bit uh on a tangent there, but you know, all the way back into like the early 1900s, late 18, you know, seance tables and all that kind of stuff. That's ingrained in, in America's culture in America's history. And it wouldn't be far off for owners of hotels where there's a lot of deaths to maybe fudge a little bit of facts to try to get a little bit of an attention. Hey, my hotel's haunted, you know, you, you never know. And his his research is very interesting. Now, well, the next I mean, few I side, have. Side, side, slide note, or side note, uh, speaking of that, uh, there's one episode that we talked about that might have had something similar. That was a, a certain axe murder house. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. yeah. If, you want to see something, us, something. if you want to see us get into it and like actually have a, a kind of a hot take opinion, that is an episode <laughs> yeah. to listen to. Definitely, yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, I mean, uh, episodes one through fourteen are episodes to listen to, but uh, true, true. <laughs> definitely, definitely go listen to that one too. <laughs> All right, we're just you know mocking off our entire library that we have. Yeah, uh, right. The, the, <laughs> the next, the next cue that I have is what his group actually found during the investigation, and kind of like how he investigates a little bit. And this is what he had to say: Q, Q, Q. Okay, so we're a little different because we don't do we don't use equipment. Um, my group's viewpoint is none of that stuff works. The dead scientists would use it and prove that ghosts existed a long time ago. Yeah. Our whole thing, it's, it's really a philosophical debate. So the ghost hunters are interviewing people, trying to see, are these people experiencing the same thing? So on their end, there is a perfume smell that is associated with Mary. And I have smelled that, and it is weird. And what makes it weird is this. It's not like, sniff, sniff, oh, I smell roses. It's like, Someone took a gallon of rose oil and dumped it over your head. Wow. It's overwhelming. It You almost gag. What's weird is when it happened, there were three of us there. And it's like, you take a step forward, you smell it. Take a step back, and it goes away. And then we go, okay, wait, maybe it's coming from the floor. So you go down, you're smelling down there. Nothing. Stand up, you're right in the middle of it. Boom, there it's just as strong. And uh, just like, well, what about above? So we had one guy, you know. Give the other guy a boost and he's like, I don't smell it up here. If you go down, and this is when, of course, when the owner walks up and goes, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> so, you know, it's like, what was this smell? And he goes, yeah, I, I've run into that. And he's told us that one time it was so bad, he went downstairs, like, smell my jacket. Can you smell that perfume? 
Like, why? I got to go home. My wife smells her song. She's going to kick my ass. So, you know, so yeah, smell me. Okay, you're good. You're good. You know, so yeah. it's that. Smell again. my finger. That is one weird <laughs> thing at the hotel that is 100% have no explanation for the one mystery that's there. Um, some of the other stuff, though, it gets me, it's an old hotel. And um, one of the things about it is, I mean, some of the rooms upstairs, they don't have bathrooms, so they have a communal bathroom down at the end of the hole. Anybody walking around at night, it's going to make all kinds of noise. Yeah. And you can hear someone on the other hallway walking. So I think a lot of it, because it's so famous, people have experiences. You know, they've been subjected to the legend. So when they're there, any little thing that goes bump is a ghost, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the big ones that we got to point out, though, uh, Ghost Adventures made a really big deal about supposedly the ghost of TJ Wright attacking Ghost Adventures, boo! And it's according to the story. But real talk, if you want to take an interview, we'd love to interview you. Zach. We would, we would, but boo, your show sucks. I actually enjoyed the show, even if it is, you know, a little <laughs> that hokey. show is so hokey fake. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fun. It's like watching, you know, a soap opera. Obviously, it's not real life. Those guys, yeah, they yeah. play it up. They do, but you know, it, they they got to make a living. I I I respect the grind, even if I don't, you know, yeah. Yeah, my, yeah uh, we'll leave it at that. Who I, who I prefer is the show Ghost Hunters. They were the best. I loved that show. Yes, yes. But real talk, Zach, if your people want to reach our people, we'll definitely do an interview. <laughs> our people, like we have people, we're right here. Yeah, we, we our hey, pe- someone, your people reach out hey, to call us. call us. Our people, <laughs> Tyler. Me. Yeah, right. Hey, <laughs> email us, bro. I'll check it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. table at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to continue. Here go. He grabs her. And throws her over the railing. And, of course, she gets knocked out during the fall. Um, and I know that's you know, how they, they do, but they're, that's demonic and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, the, it's kind of what gets people to watch. Right. Well, we got there right, uh, literally a week after it happened. I was doing a radio show with our local rock station in Albuquerque. Every year we go out and we do stuff for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the woman there that was there at the time. And like, okay, can you show us where she was? So she takes us to the foot of the stairs and goes, she was laying here. Her feet were at the stairs. Her head was toward the wall. And that's not the position that she would be in if she was thrown over the rail. Completely different spot. But as we were talking to her, I looked up and I saw the bartender rolling his eyes and walking away. I told, you know, the radio guy, we got to talk to him. He knows something. Yeah. So we, we got away. We talked to him. And what he said, this couple was drinking at the bar. The husband had slid down the banister and was trying to talk the wife into doing it. And he said they finished their drinks, they went upstairs. Five minutes later, she's knocked out unconscious at the foot of the steps. <laughs> so I think she tried to slide down the banister, didn't make it, and went headfirst in that brief thick adobe wall. So that's a very interesting thing. And that's, I really do appreciate Do it for the vine. I may not, I may not, <laughs> I may <laughs> not ag- agree with, with his uh, opinion on equipment and stuff like that and and that's kind of and I, you know that's kind of part of the how so he he just he for the viewers that it doesn't work at all he just it, he doesn't use any kind of equipment he believes it doesn't work at all that if it if there was scientific ways to emf uh you know that kind of stuff that scientists would have found ghosts a long time ago which i can respect hot take opinion. hot take definitely makes, it makes sense makes sense yep i just don't i don't 
believe that. And that's kind of the issue in this field is there's no concrete, you know, right. in math, there's two plus two equals four in the paranormal field. It's very difficult to find what is factual, what is belief and theory, and then what is just bullshit. So, right. You know, and that's and that's where, you know, you just got to respect it. But he does do interviewing techniques that are awesome. And it kind of bases back to our interview to techniques and kind of what I do during my law enforcement job. You, you try to interview as many people, get as many anecdotes as you can, and you see if the things are consistent for what happened. Obviously, you're going to have stories match up, right? Yeah. It, it's proven fact that certain story, there's going to be certain things that are a little bit off in each story. Right. It's just kind of like how humans process stuff. But if you can get things like, oh, I, I was there, I had a door slam. And six different people on six different times were saying, hey, I was there and the door slammed. And you can't have an explanation for uh, it, why it was slammed. Gives a little bit more validity to that yeah. to that statement itself, right? So, and that's and that's kind of what they do. And the he it was aware enough to see that bartender rolling his eyes during that interview, talking about the person that was pushed over the banister by demonic T.J. Wright. Well, you know, he talks to her, and it talks to the bartender. They were pretty much saying they're both sloshed, they're both drunk, and she. He Party. slid down the banister. Did she wait? Did she die? No, 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 no. Oh, she's, okay. She, she, from what I'm aware and what my research found, she is fine. Okay. Uh, she was just knocked unconscious. And hopefully, ma'am, you are okay. There's no reoccurring issues medically, and and we're not trying to slander you or anything like that. We're just getting opinions on on what maybe. If possibly hey, happened. hey, if we're wrong, if you listen to this 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 episode and we're wrong, call us. Message mess, or call us. I was gonna say message us on Instagram or something. Yeah, but. yeah. Do contact us anyway contact us yeah just not tinder yeah obviously we can't (laughs) free the haunting haunting tinder haunting tinder (laughs) free the haunting tinder uh and that's the last cue that i have is really just a shout out for the book that he talked about which actually sounds pretty interesting so qq okay uh so the name of the book is new mexico's most honored exposed uh it's available on amazon uh you can also find it on my website codypolston.com another book i could grab since we were talking ghost hunting in general uh, we came out with one six months ago. It's called, um, I always forget the name. Hang on. <laughs> I have to look it up. It's so new. Uh, the Conscientious Ghost Hunters Compendium. And uh, me and Bob Carter, who was, who was on the believer side of my group, uh, got together. We wrote a book. This is sharing everything that we've learned about ghost hunting in the last 35 years. Um, how to get into places. That book actually sounds pretty interesting. I might look into that. Um, uh, it, which which one? The The second one. Not the, I mean, the North, uh, the New Mexico history one sounds interesting too, but the other one is really just tips and tricks. Not like your ghost hunting 101 where it's like, bring a flashlight. Right. You know, this is what EMF is. Maybe bring an EMF detector. This one says, hey, this is what we did. We used this kind of pitch to get into this place and it worked. So maybe try asking you to get into places this way. It kind of gives just like a. What's the name of the book? You know. Uh, I'll have to. I'll get it to you after this. Okay. It's like the conscientious ghost hunters. The conscientious ghost hunter compendium. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I, it I, might be something that we. It's might on Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Hey, man. Good so, shout. Yeah. So, thank you so much, Cody. I appreciate you talking to me. And yeah. you know, 
we talked for a long time, probably I think 30 to 40 minutes. Obviously, we didn't play all of it because a lot of it was just us shooting the shit. Right. But we, we appreciate all the ghost investigators and groups that talk to us. Yeah. Because it's just, it's awesome. It's really cool. It's a yeah. cool community to be a part of. I agree. And most, I will say most, are will welcome a conversation with you with open arms. Whether right. you agree or disagree, they at least will let you sit at the table to talk. Right. Because most, most ghost hunters, or supernatural investigators believe in that type of thing, you know, different stories, different different uh, avenues of looking at something. So a lot of them enjoy talking to other people and telling their story and and you know sharing trade tricks of the trade. Yeah, exactly. So and that's going to conclude my section. Yeah. Sorry, it was a little bit long winded, guys, but I thought there was a lot of good. No, information it was good. Good stuff. There. That was good. Good interviews, man. Good stuff. Alrighty, well, I guess then that concludes the episode of uh, what we're doing today <laughs> of yeah. the St. James Hotel in Cimarron, New Mexico. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate all of you. Uh, I hope that this is a, a fun episode for you guys to listen to. This was this has been fun. Uh, just remember, Cyclone Dick. If you take anything, <laughs> you take anything, you take anything for this episode cyclone dick cyclone dick <laughs> cyclone dick when, when your wife comes home after a long day at work and she walks into your and flips the lights on in your room you give her the cyclone, cyclone dick. dick give her the cyclone dick for sure it'll work it'll work we promise awesome awesome but yes thank you everybody for stopping by to episode 15 of the haunting table podcast uh we were we're gonna get back on track now so next week we, we have another episode and then uh, we have another investigation at the end of the month, so get ready for that. Yep, Mineral Springs Hotel in Alton, Illinois. It's gonna be fucking lit, fucking lit. So yes, if uh, if you like that episode, let us know. Give us a five star review, and then uh, on the Apple Podcast app, of course, leave a review. Give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Go to our Instagram. Go to our uh, Twitter. Message us uh, if you have any tips on where to go next you can let us know you could also email us at the haunting table at gmail.com the i think i believe that link is in on the website right or no maybe not but mm-hmm. oh awesome and uh, that is haunting table sorry i was taking a drink haunting yep and then of there's course, a there's a there's a there's a contact us part on the website yes. so just go there and you can send an email directly to us that way yes you can you can do that Haunting we also have table a, a GoFundMe. Dot com. We do, which has officially reached its goal. Let's go. Uh, the Let's go. Now, Pythian that doesn't Castle. mean. Yep, it doesn't mean if you want to throw a little extra in there, feel free to. Yes. You know, we're not going to say no, but for the people, which we will shout out in a future episode. Yes, we could shout we out. I mean, we, we could shout out. I'm going to shout out right now. I have the list up. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, the names of the people who got us to that benchmark, to the $600 benchmark. Okay. Um, sure. Do you have it, Tyler, or do you want me to do it since I have it up? Uh, if you got it up, I, I don't remember. Okay. I remember a few of the names, but not so all. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do first name and then last name initial because, you know, I... We're not I, doxing anyone. We don't want to dox anybody. So uh, we had... Uh, Thank you so much for this list of people. Thank you so fucking much. Uh, Sierra, no, seriously. S- seriously. Thank you so fucking much. Yes. It meant a lot seeing all the support. 
Yes, Sierra G with a $10 donation. Thank you. Katie F with a 25. Raiden H with a 25. Jocelyn G with a 25. An actual anonymous with a $300 donation. Jesus Christ. Thank you, whoever you yes, are. Yes, Daryl P with a uh, $10 donation. And then a Nicholas W with a $205 donation. Thank you Holy so fuck. much. You guys. Thank you, guys. You got us to where we needed to go, and we fucking love you for it. Appreciate you so much. And if you want to continue to help, you can still donate more if you want. Uh, Everything is going to go into the episode, whether it be uh, equipment. It's going to help. Anything anything we get from this is going to go into the podcast. So we're not pocketing any of this. No, no, no. we're not the the uh, the initial six hundred was to get us into the castle and uh, to to get us there and and get us home. So everything after that, we don't pocket any of this. We don't go off and I don't spend this on McDonald's. This goes directly back into the podcast. Or if you want to produce specific episodes, you can always go to our PayPal, uh, which there is a link on the website in the top right of the website, a little donate button. Uh, you click that, and you can you can help produce the next episode. Which we'll give you a shout out. You can leave a note. And we'll read the note live on the uh, on the podcast episode that you donate to. So if you want, you could do that through the uh, hauntingtable.com or you can just go to paypal.me forward slash the haunting table. You will see my name, Jake Woods, pop up. Uh, so, in the, but underneath you'll see that it says the haunting table. So don't worry, you're not just donating to some dude. It's me. It's me. But it's for the haunting table. It's your ghost dude. boy. It's your ghost boy. But it's for the haunting table. So. But once again, everybody that donated for the uh, Pythian Castle, go fund me. You guys are fucking legends. Thank you so much. You're the air beneath our wings. You are literally. <laughs> not, you are. Not only are you the air beneath our wings, but you are also our wings. So thank you so much for that. You are, you are the jockstrap giving us support. <laughs> yes, we are. Thank you. We are super excited to go to the Pythian Castle. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm, we're fucking pumped. But uh, yeah, so I, I think that, that covers up the shout outs. Uh, yeah, I think it does. Moving forward, if anybody, like I said, you can go and you can help produce episodes and you'll get shout outs like that. And we'll you can leave notes and we'll read the notes live like we've done in previous episodes. Uh, other than that, am I, am I forgetting anything else? I think that's Patreon. it. Right? Huh? Did we talk about Patreon? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Guy. Oh, oh, the Patreon. Yeah, Tyler, go ahead. Uh, So it's uh, Patreon dot com slash haunting underscore table same as instagram and twitter and go there we have different tiers um that you can choose you get rewards for doing those tiers some pretty good stuff on there actually so go check that out <clears throat> if you are feeling generous and want to make sure we stay afloat episode to episode instead of producing a single episode yeah but, uh we appreciate any help so any 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 or all the above yes. honestly it's all it's all coming to us no matter what. It's all going into the podcast. Like Jay said, it's not going into our pockets. We ain't doing that. Yep. It's yeah. making sure that we keep making these episodes. So and remember, it's going towards Pythion Castle or yes. any subsequent ones. And when we start making money off this, we will let you guys know. Like, uh, like we will 100% be like, all right, now we are starting to make an income off this. Thank you, guys. We're going to go full time and you're going to get hopefully more investigation episodes. So that's the thing, though. Yes. So if we do start being able to make an income off of this which of course isn't the goal uh we if, if it happens it happens the goal is just to make an awesome podcast for people to listen to uh Agreed. but if we are able to then we'll be able to travel more and do more investigations 
and, and send those to you and you'd be able to enjoy those even more. But if don't feel bad, if you can't Stop chewing on help, <laughs> don't feel bad. <laughs> My computer's going to fucking he's chewing on a rope. I'm joking. He's not chewing on the power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, good. But uh, don't feel bad if you can't help uh, monetarily with money. Just if, if email us if you got tips on how to podcast better, if you got tips on how to make the podcast sound better or work better, if you have uh, tips on how to do social, if if you're out there and you want to help us do our, our our social media presence, or if you have ideas or or places that you can get us into to do an investigation, email us at the, the haunting table at gmail.com. and I think Anthony is falling or something. I don't know, but haunt, the haunting table at gmail.com. But other than that, I think that wraps everything up, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. Alrighty. Thank you again, everybody. <laughs> Anthony's on the floor and shit. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, he's on the floor. Thank you again, everybody, so much for joining us for episode 15. And we will see you next Monday for episode 16. But until then, of course, stay safe. And happy hunting. Happy hunting. Happy hunting. <laughs> <laughs>